20th Century Boy, my name is Radiogram Michelangelo, and this is the inside of my mind. Hello, hello, welcome again to 20th Century Boy for another week. My name, as I said in the in the thing before, is Radio Mike. This is the inside of my mind. Again, I'm repeating information. I tend to do that a lot at the start of the episodes. I'm not sure why. Radio Mike, Australia's most lovable nerd. That's me, and that's who you're listening to right now. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I hope you're going well. We are now four weeks into isolation here where I'm from in Melbourne, Australia, which is uh, not that much fun at all. In fact, it has been quite boring. I am not enjoying it, and I am starting to get really annoyed with it. But, uh, you know, don't really have a choice. And it's great that we're all doing it. And, and the, the curve is so flat. It's starting to flatten out here in Victoria, which is great. But I feel like a lot of us are just starting to go really crazy, especially people who live by themselves who just want to hang out with people. I am going into the office at work a few uh, days a week, which is great. Probably two or three days a week I'm going into the office, which is good because you interact with people, you see a few people, and that's really refreshing because most of the time I'm here by myself. So it is really good to be going into work with uh, other people and seeing them and working with them. Speaking of that, today, this morning, we recorded the first Hamish and Andy pod with our new remote setup that uh, I I like spent a lot of the past couple of weeks uh, troubleshooting and figuring out how we're going to do it, particularly because that show is not really just a show where everyone just records locally from a different location and we can just stitch it all together. Like there's a lot of moving pieces in that show. It's quite a busy show. There's a lot of audio. There's a lot of production. There's a lot of listener interactions and calls. So working out how we do all of that remotely and maintain the quality of the show was quite a challenging and tricky kind of thing to do. And uh, we did it and we pulled it off and it sounded great. And I'm really excited to hear the complete product come out, but that was a big part of the last few weeks for me. And yeah, I was really, really proud of it. And I'm super stoked to be working on that show again. It was a great show that we recorded, lots and lots of fun and uh, keen for people to hear it as well. It is such a technical setup uh, that, you know, we're running from a bunch of different locations, but because chemistry and and um, like immediacy is so crucial to that podcast and like the bouncing off of each other is so crucial to that podcast, H&A are both in the same location, but then a bunch of us are sort of scattered in different locations and they're recording on their end into a roadcaster, which is what I used to record my podcast. And then I'm back at the station uh, doing running all the phone calls and communicating with Jack, who's there as well, and all of those things. And just making sure it all works. It's uh, very, very, very complex, but I'm super glad that we worked it out. Other than that, I should say that I've also taken on a new podcast job with The Chaser, who are a satirical political uh, comedy group, and they've got a new podcast called The Chaser Report that I'm working on with them, which is very cool. And I'm exceptionally uh, excited to be working on so many different shows now and like really sort of maintaining and uh, growing this little podcast producing business that I have really tried to start in the last year or so and uh, trying to legitimize it and see what happens, but also still doing all my podcasts and everything like that. 
it's been heaps of challenges and and a lot of a lot of uh, grinding away, but I am really enjoying it. I would like to officially announce that uh, there is now a Discord for 20th Century Boy and Radio Mike, a general umbrella Discord for all of my content that I would love for you to be a part of. There are already a bunch of members of the radio family, the collective group of listeners of this podcast. Just by listening, you become a part of it who are in the Discord, and it is great. There is so much memeage and just general fun happening in there. If you don't know what Discord is, you're sort of like me uh, before I got one, which which is totally fine. Discord is like, it's very confusing at first, but it's basically this app where everyone can chat and uh, there's different threads and it's just a very easy chat sort of app. And it's it's really, really cool. I would absolutely love for people to get in there. I don't know how to link to it though. So if you're interested in joining the Discord, if you're in a few other Discords and you want to join mine, please send me a DM uh, and I'll send you a link to get in. And I might post the link in the Facebook group. There is also a Facebook group for the podcast, which will still be active. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20th Century Boy. That's 20th Century Boy. DM me on Instagram, radio.mic, Twitter, it's Radio Mike, wherever you want. Just get in touch. I'll give you the link to the Discord. It's a lot of fun. You can post ideas in there. You can post voice messages. You can post whatever you want in there uh, that can be used for content for the show or just general discussion. We've got like a music discussion thread in there. We've got a gaming discussion thread in there. And then every night I'm doing a Mike's Likes. Uh, So Mike's Likes was a segment that I used to do back in the radio days of the Luke and Lewis show when I was on that. And I would just say things that I liked. So there's a thread that's Mike's Likes and every night... I just post something that I like and everyone does a react like emoji to it, depending on whether they like it or not. And yeah, there's threads in there for pretty much everything. There's uh, rhyme crimes, which is another segment on that show. So you can post rhyme crimes. There's a release the sounds thread, which is my band. There's a thread for my other podcast popped. There's tons of stuff and it would be really cool to get you in there. There's a radio nacho cheese discussion thread. Radio Nacho Cheese is the best friend of the show, but he's an enigma and we don't know his real name or identity. So there's just a place for you to speculate on that in the Discord. So it would be really good to get a bunch of members in there and get it going and I'd love to have you. Please uh, send me a message. Do not hesitate to send me a message if you're interested in joining. I do have a lot to talk about because I do feel like I am going crazy in isolation. I really do believe that at this point. And the the first thing I wanted to bring up is I wanted to flash back to maybe five years ago where I was not Radio Mike. I was not even Mike. I was just poor, humble Michael. And uh, I hadn't, I had just started community radio and I was really keen on doing a podcast. Now, I have a older cousin whose name is Dave. He is eight years older than me. He's a pretty normal dude. He is, uh, he's engaged to his partner, which actually annoyed me because both of he, both he and I made a pact at one point that we were going to be marriage free till at least 2023, marriage free till 2023. He's decided to break that uh, agreement that we had and he's proposed to his girlfriend, whatever. I realized that it, it was at this point where I was, yeah, just starting in community radio and I was like, I wanted to start a podcast and I noticed that me and my cousin Dave were having some pretty funny observations on the ways of the world and we were having some pretty funny conversations and and I realized that's how all white guys decide to start a podcast. Like, oh, we're having some pretty funny observations about the ways of the world. We should start a podcast. So, surely enough, 
after a particularly funny observation and a lot of laughter one night after a nice bowl of pasta at Nonna's, I look at my cousin Dave, this is, you know, 21-year-old Mike, not sure of his future or the ways of the world, and I look at him and I say, Dave, you and me, we got to start a podcast. And you know what we'll call it? The Dave and Mike Show. Now, not only did Dave reject this idea, he scoffed. He laughed in my face. In his mind, it was comical that I could ever think that he would do a podcast with his little cousin Mikey, who didn't know anything. He scoffed. And so, I was doing a bit of thinking, and you know, five years after this scarring incident, I just thought, well, I've had a a lot of success in the field of podcasting in the past half decade. I've really built something here. I've been so lucky to work on so many amazing shows. I'm doing my own podcasts. I'm featuring on other podcasts. I just feel sad for, you know, the Dave and Mike show and what it could have been. I really do feel sad for what the Dave and Mike show could have been. And I wondered... Does Dave now, five years on from the first time I pitched to him that we should do a podcast, does he now regret not doing the podcast with me? And I think he does. I think there's no way he could be looking at the podcast that I've created, which is great, mainly because of you guys, the radio family, and not thinking, I should have said yes to that Dave and Mike podcast. Now he's off doing it all on his own. And I'm the bloody idiot who said no. It's like if, like, Bill Gates asked one of his friends. uh, It's like if Bill Gates asked his cousin, hey, man, thinking of starting this company called Microsoft, you should do it with me. He's like, nah, I'm okay. Look at Bill Gates now. His cousin must be pretty pissed off. I guess that's that's not a great analogy because I'm certainly not within the richest people in the world, nor is this podcast as successful as Microsoft. And I don't think it ever will be. But you kind of get what I'm saying. So I decided it would be a good idea to get Dave on the line now and just ask him the hard questions about this and see what he says. Oh. <coughs> hey, matey. Hello. How are you, man? I was like, good, good. This is, uh, we're trying a new dish tonight and, I, um, and it was like the burning shit. So. <laughs> no, that's okay. What's going on? Hey, man, if it's cool, I... I uh, I, I wanted to bring something up that might be a bit awkward, but I just wanted to I just wanted to bring yeah. it up if that's okay. Okay. Go for it. Do you remember like probably like five years ago yeah. I asked you if you wanted to maybe start a podcast with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you said no and you like I mean if I if I remember correctly, you were pretty smug when you said no. <laughs> I was like yeah. But no, I don't think I was smug. I said I um I don't have that same charisma that you do, so I, I wouldn't do very well in a podcast. Yeah, but I thought my charisma could like be leveled out by your sort of uh, you just, blandness. You're just trying to say that you you wanted to be the shining star out of the duo, or? Well, I just wanted to ask you. I just wanted to ask you. Do you regret saying no? <laughs> 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 uh, should I be? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm honestly asking you, do you regret not starting the podcast? Um, no, I still, I still think I'm okay. You sure? I still think, yeah, why? 
Honestly, I just, uh, I thought you may have seen uh, the podcasting conglomerate that I've become and just yeah. maybe wanted a little piece of that pie. I'm, I'm super proud and uh, and, uh, and I think you, you've done a great job even, uh, yeah, you've got the right drive for it. I don't think I would have been, uh, I, I think I would have just hindered you along the way. So you don't, you know I mean? so you don't think the Mike and Dave show is going to happen anytime soon? Because <laughs> I'm still hanging on for it. <laughs> Okay, you crack me up, man. No, I'm genuinely asking. <laughs> Dude, trust me, I would just be holding you back. <laughs> All right, so I guess Quite that's funny. a no. <laughs> I guess that's a no. <laughs> what are you up to, man? What are you up to? If it's cool, I was recording that for my podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you so upset about that? <laughs> <laughs> Step me up, man. Me up. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll catch you soon. Bye. Sorry, man. Bye. Bye. I thought it could be a fun idea in the next few weeks to maybe uh, just get Dave on the line and do some demo segments for the Dave and Mike show and just play them on this show and see what you guys think. Say hypothetically we did one Dave and Mike segment a week for six weeks and they just go for three minutes, right? Just three or four minutes, let's say. Then at the end of six weeks, we've potentially got the pilot episode of the Dave and Mike show and I can turn that into its own podcast as a bonus on this feed and you guys can listen to the Dave and Mike show and hear what you could have gotten had Dave said yes in the past. So if you'd like that to happen... Join the Discord and just do a hashtag Dave and Mike show. Or just message me, hashtag Dave and Mike show, and I'll get it happening. As I said, I am starting to go very crazy in isolation. You may have heard on Tuesday's episode of Luke and Lewis, the show that this show is a spin-off from. Uh, this show is a spin-off of the Luke and Lewis show, I would say. It's starting to become its own thing, but, you know, I don't think this show would have existed in the first place if uh, I... It, it, I'm like the Cleveland show of the Luke and Lewis show. Like Luke and Lewis is the family guy. I am the Cleveland show. Or like, what's another one? Um, Like I'm the Joey. There was a show called Friends. There was a character called Joey. Joey then got a spin-off series that was a a notorious failure, a known failure actually called Joey. Now realizing that's not a great analogy, but you sort of get what I'm saying. This show is sort of a spin-off of what Mike, what Radio Mike was Back on the radio show, Luke and Lewis. Late last week, it was uh, late at night and, uh, well, I'll uh, I'll let Luke from the Luke and Lewis show on Tuesday do the talking. I got a fucking great text from Radio Mike last night. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hey, so he just, he messaged me this at 11 p.m. The other night I was so bored in isolation, I actually decided to shave my entire torso. <laughs> I shaved my whole torso. Isolation is driving me crazy. And I don't know why I did it. I don't know why this happened. I was just so bored. And like, I'll be honest, I like to do a bit of housekeeping down there. I like to be groomed. Everyone does. And I just got carried away. You know, you get higher and higher with the razor and then suddenly you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll just go all out. And all out just became everything. And it was so weird because 
my torso hasn't been hairless for about probably 12 years. It was the first time I had felt the raw skin on my torso in 12 years. And it felt very weird. It was like having a shower and then I could just sort of dry my skin without having to dry the hair on my skin that had smudged all around. Fellas, you'd know what I'm talking about. Especially hairy chested fellas. Very, very weird sensations. I guess women would be used to this because they don't have, they generally don't have hair on their chests and hair on their stomachs. Just that smoothness. You'd rub soap on your body. You rub soap on your torso. And it's just a general smoothness. There's no hair getting in the way. It's quite comfortable, really. I enjoyed it a lot. However, I am now getting the shaved leg syndrome that a lot of women get on my torso. I now have a spiky torso. And it feels very uncomfortable. I rub my hands on my torso and I just feel spikes. Just feeling spikes. It's starting to grow now, but it is, it is inches away from where it was. Inches. Maybe not inches, maybe centimetres. But still, it is far away from where it was. Has anyone ever shaved their torso? Has anyone ever shaved their whole body? Because now I look like a bit of an idiot because I have very hairy arms and legs and I've shaved my entire torso. It does not match at all. It's like, yeah, it's just so uneven. My body is so uneven at the moment. It's very, very weird. What's the crazy thing you've done in isolation? Let me know. Any of the socials, the Discord, the email, radiomikepod at gmail.com or 1-800-GET-FUCKED, 1-800-GETFKD, 1-800-438-353. That's the phone number of the podcast that we, as a cohort of listeners, raised $335 for last year. I'd love to know. Please let me know. I did this thing yesterday uh, that was really cool and I got paid for it, which was also very cool. I The guy who produced uh, my album, I did an album with Jack Post, a comedy punk album called Release the Sounds. The band is called Release the Sounds. The album is self-titled, therefore it's called Release the Sounds. We did have a producer for that and his name was Yuri. And Yuri is an incredibly talented musician who's been in the television industry for decades and he does a lot of music, like producing music for TV shows. So, you know, if you hear like a song in a TV show, he's probably the one that's recorded that and mixed it and produced it and stuff like that. And he also, as a little side thing that he does, I think part as a hobby, but he's trying to get it really going, is he writes musicals. So he's got this musical called Illuminati Lizards from Out of Space that he wrote the music, the screenplay, like not the screenplay, the stage play, everything for it. He wrote it and it's starting to get shows off Broadway, which is so, so cool. Like he's, it's really picking up, obviously not now because of COVID, everything shut down, which is, which is really shit for him. But he writes musicals and he tries to get them up. So sometimes when we were recording Release the Sounds, Yuri would text me and be like, hey man, this is probably verbatim a text I got one day from him. Hey man. I've written a new musical about a K-pop superstar who fakes her own death. And I just wondered if you can come over and lay down vocal parts for some of the characters. Cause I'm obviously a talented singer. Dare I say that? Yes. And I was like, yeah, sure, man. And I'd just rock up at Yuri's and he'd give me no context, some lyric sheet that is just the craziest lyrics in the world for this, musical he's writing called (laughs) K-Popra. 
<laughs> and with no context, he's like, all right, cool, sing it. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So um, so that happened. I'll cut in some audio. Like this is this is one of the songs he just said, can you please just sing this? We do like 10 takes and he, and eventually he's like, yep, that was that one was finally perfect. Um, this is the song. I, I don't even know what the song is called. Hang on, I've got it here on my on my Dropbox that he sent me. Oh, it's called I'm Alive. And this is I'm Alive 2019 demo Mikey.mp3. So here's a bit of uh, Yuri's musical, which is, it, it is it is really cool. Like it, it's a really like electronic synth sounding musical. So I actually really like it. So this is it. I worship you. You were my supernova. But that wasn't you. I thought my life was over and now you're here in a dream come that is really funny and then Yuri's always trying to get me to like sing stuff for him just like for his job and everything and or, and and like this one was a paid thing which is great and so Yuri's always asking me to sing stuff which I love doing because I just love singing and I'm I'm it's something I'm remotely good at which is rare so I got a call from Yuri the other day and he's like Mikey how are you I'm like yeah good Yuri how are you he's like he barely even answers and he just goes How's your Shannon Knoll impression? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I need someone to sing in a Shannon Knoll-like voice. Now, for those who don't know, Shannon Knoll is, is a popular Australian singer who came second in the first season of Australian Idol and uh, is quite a, like an outback country sort of vibe singer. Uh, his most famous song is called What About Me, uh, which is actually a cover song, but he this is his version of that. Shannon Knoll is also a little bit of a meme as well. He's quite a meme artist, but he's a cool guy. And I was just like, yeah, I think I could do a Shannon Knoll. He's like, great. Can you come over at 1 p.m. tomorrow? I need you to sing some Shannon Knoll songs for me. <laughs> so I went to Yuri's place yesterday in the afternoon and sang a bunch of Shannon Knoll songs for something that I don't know if I can talk about. Like, it's not a big secret. It's not anything very special, but it will be something that I can talk about later and I really want to talk about it and you will hear about it because I'm going to make a point of people seeing it. So that's something for you guys to look forward to. Again, I just want to say one more time, please send emails to radiomicpod at gmail.com. For some reason earlier this week, I accidentally deleted the entire inbox. There are no longer any emails in there because <laughs> I ac- I don't know how I did it. I must have been cleaning out my Outlook and I've just accidentally deleted every email that has ever been sent to radiomikepod at gmail.com. So definitely send some emails in if you've been thinking of contributing. I'd love to get that uh, filling up again. One person that did write into the show recently, and you can write in at any of the socials, was Radio Jaden. Welcome to the Radio Family Radio Jaden. Take 10 mic points for your contribution. Mic points are the currency of the show. Uh, you can exchange 300 mic points to become a radio superstar, a higher-classed member of the Radio Family. 
It is a little bit cultish what we're doing here, but hey, we do it anyway. Now, if you're a long-time listener of the show and you don't miss an episode, you may be familiar with uh, a few episodes ago when I was talking about how I watched a movie called Rear Window, which is a Hitchcock film that years and years later inspired the Simpsons episode Bard of Darkness, which is, I think it's called that, which is the one where Bart breaks his leg after the Simpsons get a pool and he is like spying on Flanders's house uh, from with a telescope and he thinks that Flanders has murdered his wife. Now in Rear Window, uh, that's exactly the plot. So that that whole episode is a pretty blatant uh, parody of Rear Window. And I, and I was talking about this phenomenon that a lot of millennials have where you've grown up with The Simpsons, so you've seen Bard of Darkness, and then you go back and watch a movie like Rear Window, which you've never seen before, and you're like, oh, this is exactly like that Simpsons episode. And then you obviously realise that The Simpsons has drawn inspiration from the movie as opposed to the other way around. So you're basically watching them in reverse order to how it was written. Now, this has clearly caught out a lot of people. And Radio Jaden is one of those people. He wrote in to me saying, Hey, Radio Mike, listening to last week's pod, not only did my sister see the Simpsons movie before knowing about the book slash show Under the Dome, she also thought that the show just ripped the idea off from The Simpsons. Now, Radio Jaden, I am sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but this may be the only time I can think of where The Simpsons actually did do the idea first. And it seems to be a very common misconception that Stephen King's Under the Dome came out before The Simpsons movie. So Stephen King's Under the Dome is a book and that was later adapted into a TV series that stars uh, the actor who plays Hank from Breaking Bad, just a little bit of trivia there. And it is about a city that is surrounded by this big dome, pretty much the plot of The Simpsons movie. However, Under the Dome definitely 100,000 billion percent came out after The Simpsons movie. The Simpsons was not referencing the series or the book Under the Dome when they did that joke. The Simpsons did it first. If anything, Stephen King ripped the idea off The Simpsons. And I remember when that book was adapted into a TV series and they were running promotions for it on Channel 10 or whatever it was on, I saw it and I was like, hang on a second, this is literally The Simpsons movie. And then I looked it up and sure enough found that the concept was a complete copy of The Simpsons movie and it came out after. When this issue was raised with Stephen King, when people said, hey, very similar concept to The Simpsons movie in Under the Dome, he said the following... Several internet writers have speculated on a perceived similarity between Under the Dome and The Simpsons movie. I can't speak personally to this because I have never seen the movie and the similarity came as a complete surprise to me. Hmm. Very convenient, Stephen. Although I know from personal experience that the similarity will turn out to be casual. For doubters... This excerpt should demonstrate that I was thinking Dome and Isolation long before Homer, Marge and their, abu- and their amusing brood came on the scene. So he's claiming that he had referenced this concept in an earlier book called The Cannibals, and that's the proof that he didn't copy it from The Simpsons movie. 
And fair enough, I'm not accusing him of anything. But I will say that the Simpsons movie, like, was a pretty, like, it was a pretty big movie. Like, I think it was a very exceptionally high grossing movie that a lot of people saw. And the Simpsons was still in a pretty big place in American pop culture at the time. So I just feel like he he would have had an idea of the concept of it. I don't know. Who knows? A similar thing that popped into my mind after Radio Jaden sent me that message was the situation of The Hunger Games. Now, everyone I'm sure that listens to this is vaguely familiar with The Hunger Games. However, what you may not know, and what I certainly did not know, was that there is a Japanese book that was later adapted into an incredible film that you really should watch called Battle Royale. Now, Battle Royale's concept... I will will say Battle Royale's Royale's concept and you guys draw your own conclusion. Battle Royale, which was first published in 1999, years, over a decade, I think, or nearly a decade at least, before the first Hunger Games novel came out, is about a class of students in a school who are sent away to a mysterious island and forced to fight to the death with only one survivor. It is almost exactly the same concept. Like, like... The, the the concept is exactly the same. There are little parts like, you know, the classroom, whereas in, in, in Hunger Games, it's a dystopian, futuristic, post-apocalyptic society or whatever. But it is pretty remarkably similar. Battle Royale is like the R-rated Hunger Games. The movie is amazing. I haven't read the book. And Battle Royale, like, it, it's crazy because like, it's, you know, your, your first thought is, oh, well, why don't they all just camp? Why don't they all just not not kill each other and then they can all survive. And this this whole thing is is raised this whole thing happens because they have this disgruntled ex teacher who wants to punish their students or something like that. And the teacher says, look, all of you have been fitted with a metal collar around your neck. And if in I I can't remember the time, but it's like if in seven days time there isn't one winner, if there are more than one person if there's more than one person alive in seven days time those neck braces will explode and all of you will die. So he pretty much forces everyone to participate. And it is so gory. It is so tense at every moment. And it's like the Hunger Games was bound by like a PG-13 or M15 plus kind of regulation. Whereas the Hunger Games is R-rated. There is so much violence. They all have weapons. It's like what the Hunger Games should have been if they were allowed to show the violence I never got very into the Hunger Games and I thought I did see some of the movies, but they never particularly like resonated with me. And I thought they were all reasonably pathetic. I would like to read them eventually, but I also believe that Suzanne Collins, the the author of the Hunger Games, did deny that she had ever heard of Battle Royale, which was a reasonably small Japanese book that became a film that, you know, didn't have a massive Western release. So I I believe that. Plus the, 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 the concept is pretty broad. Like you couldn't, you couldn't like claim that no one is allowed to write a book where people have to fight to the death because you wrote Battle Royale. Like I feel like that that'd be too much. But like, go and watch Battle Royale. It is such a good movie. If anyone else can think of eer- eerily similar pieces of pop culture, like eerily similar things, that'd be really cool. Send them in as well. That could be that could be a new segment on the show. Eerily similar things. I'll make up an opener. I want three by next week, please. Nah, but if you think of one, let me know. Anything on the lines of Battle Royale and Hunger Games or 
Under the Dome and the Simpsons movie would be really cool. And keep sending in Simpsons things you watched in reverse. Like how I watched the Simpsons episode based on Rear Window and then only watched Rear Window like a month ago. Over the weekend, we had the second official Radio Family Zoom call where we all just get on Zoom and hang out. And we decided this week that we were going to watch Shrek the Fourth or Shrek 4 or Shrek Forever After or whatever the fuck they called that useless movie. Because Radio Superstar Pat, and welcome again to the Radio Family Radio Superstar Pat, he claimed that this movie is underrated and is very good. And I claimed that Shrek, Shrek the Fourth, whatever it's called, is a terrible movie that I would never want to watch again after watching it in the cinemas in 2010 when it came out. So as a group, we all watched Shrek Forever After on Netflix. And I say watched very loosely because a lot of us zoned out and just started talking on the, on the Zoom call instead of actually just watching the movie. And because Radio Superstar Pat was so adamantly for Shrek the Fourth, I asked him to defend the film on the podcast uh, and this does fit in with a segment we often do, and it's called this. 20th Century Boys Red Carpet Catastrophe! So Red Carpet Catastrophe is a segment that we do on this show when you see a movie that you really, really like, but it is a critically panned film. In the past, we've done the Angry Birds movie that someone sent in. Uh, it all started because I watched the Dumbo 2019 remake by Tim Burton and thought it was an incredible film, uh, but everyone else seemed to hate it. Send it in. If there is a movie that you love that is universally hated, that's a red carpet catastrophe, and we want to talk about it on this show. Shrek the Fourth definitely qualifies for this. It is a very, very unanimously hated film. It is a terrible film. It is a pointless film. These are all my arguments, I suppose, because in the film, Shrek pines for a life that he's lost where he didn't have a wife and kids and could just roam around as a single man and uh, goes into an alternate timeline where he realizes, oh shit, I miss my wife and kids. Now I want to go back there. And it's pretty much the movie equivalent of the standard fiction trope. And then I woke up and it was all just a dream. By the end of the film, nothing actually matters. Now, when I asked Pat to send in his defenses of the movie, he ended up sending me a message on Instagram that said, hey man, I'm having trouble with my Shrek 4 defense. I'm not having trouble with reasons. I just have no idea how to phrase it all together. Very convenient, Pat. And then he said that he asked Keelan, Keelan Brown, welcome to the Radio Family Radio, Keelan, to defend the movie instead. So now he's asked me to call Radio Keelan for Keelan to defend Shrek 4. So I'm going to call Radio Keelan now. But I will say that this is a pretty shocking effort on your part, and I do hope Keelan is able to, to, to get across what you couldn't. Hey. Radio Keelan, Radio Mike, how are you, mate? <laughs> Good, Mike. How are you? Good. I yep. was just wondering if you were aware that you have been put under the pump by Radio Superstar Pat, who wants you to yeah. defend Shrek the Fourth on this podcast. Well, can I start by saying you have a terrible line and I can barely oh, really? hear you? Yeah, where are you, man? In my room. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just, uh, we'll just persist with it. And if it's shit, then that's, that speaks wonders about the quality of the film. Um, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think I'm going to a different room. Hang on. Okay, go to a different room. I don't <laughs> think it's going to change the result, but feel free to go to any room you wish. Okay, one second. 
Okay, I'll put some like elevator music in here to to demonstrate that we're waiting. Okay, do I sound better? Uh, you sound exactly the same, but let's just continue. <laughs> <laughs> so why yeah. why do you think Shrek the Fourth is a good film? Uh, well, I'll tell you the first time I, I rewatched it after not being a 10-year-old anymore, I really, really enjoyed it. As I said once on the Luke and Lewis podcast, a laugh-a-minute movie. A laugh-a-minute movie. Yes, absolutely. That is and a what, very... Are we talking about the same movie? That is a very big call. A laugh-a-minute. So if that if that's a 120-minute... No, it's a 91-minute film because I checked. Before we watched it as a group, I checked how long it went for because I was like, oh... How long do I have to sit here and watch this fucking shit film? <laughs> it's a 91-minute film. You were saying that if I watched that film, I should have laughed 91 times? Yes, yes. It's not a ha-ha laugh out loud, more of a, like a nose laugh. <laughs> I mean, aren't nose laughs the universal sign of that wasn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, like, but, because so far from you I would describe this phone call as a laugh a minute like you're laughing at me <laughs> once a minute I would say maybe even twice but I don't yeah. see any evidence that Shrek the 4th is a laugh a minute film My tre- uh, not Shrek a minute is quite a long time it's 60 seconds there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of things happen in seconds I understand the length of a minute I, I know how long a minute is. <laughs> I'm more arguing that I think the only funny part of the film is the do the raw bit. No, that's the worst part of the movie. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know, I barely even remember. At one point, Shrek and Fiona were dancing in an alternate timeline, and that probably went for a minute, and at no point did I laugh. What about the, what about when they're all planning the raid? I can't remember the time. It's been since I've seen the movie, but they're all planning the raid or whatever it is. And then the guy making the enchiladas is like, you guys are going to need an enchilada stand because afterwards you're going to be hungry. And then after the raid, there he is with his enchilada stand. Yeah, no, it's That's- really not, you're really not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, de- you describing a joke that seems incredibly niche and blink if you miss it is not funny. <laughs> I've got, I've got, you want my point? No, I, I, I think we've heard enough. Thanks for being part yeah, of the show. No, 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 wait, wait, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. Goodbye. Thank you for being part of the show. I think we all know that Shrek the Fourth is a disaster, and I appreciate you proving that, that with your enchilada joke. <laughs> you know what, Keelan? Yeah? This really has been a laugh a minute. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, Radio Superstar Pat, I, uh, I, I do not envy uh, the people you have on your side because I think if you're a fan of Shrek the Fourth, then you are a bit of a spud. And I think the fact that you chose Keelan, of all people, <laughs> to side with you really does show your total lack of understanding of what a laugh-a-minute movie is. If you want a laugh-a-minute movie in the same vein as Shrek, go and watch The Emperor's New Groove, the Disney film, because that is a true laugh-a-minute film. Guys, before we wrap today, we do have one more segment that I really wanted to do, and uh, it's, it's a segment that's made a resurgence this year, particularly last week as we had Radio Harry on the show doing his version of this segment. 
and it is a little segment that I like to call... Chirp, chirp, it's time for Radio Mike's Bird Stories. Fuck you. Fuck you so much. That's right. It is Bird Stories. Uh, Bird Stories is a segment on this show where you talk about your run-ins with birds. Did you have an incident that involved a bird? Send it into the show. I want to know. I don't remember how we started this segment. It must have been a very slow week that week that I came up with this segment. We've had a few really good bird stories, uh, but I wanted to read one that came in this week from Radio J Stokes 35. Welcome to the radio family, Radio J Stokes 35. Great to have you here, mate. And he sent in a very short bird story. And also, I just wanted to say, I mentioned before how I accidentally deleted my entire inbox. There was another bird story from a new listener and I replied to it. And I can't remember your name and I'm really sorry. It may have started with K. It may have been Caitlin. I, and, and I replied to you and we spoke about it. I now don't have that bird story because I accidentally deleted my inbox. So can you please resend it? That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Um, but back to Radio J Stokes 35. He sends this in. He says, hey, Radio Mike. And, and you can have 20 mic points for this Radio J Stokes, by the way. He says, hey, Radio Mike. When I was three months old, <laughs> I had a walker to help me walk. And it had wheels. My dad's bird was laying on the ground and I was pretty confident by then at walking. So I was running with the walker and killed the bird. <laughs> so firstly, I want to say that most of the bird stories we get on this show tend to be about people accidentally killing their birds. We had a story from Radio Danny. Welcome again to the Radio family, Radio Danny, whose mum accidentally vacuumed her pet bird up while vacuuming its cage. And Radio J Stokes, this is a very interesting story. However, I do have a few holes to pick from it that makes me think that you've just made this up. I don't know if this is true at all. First of all, you say you were three months old. I don't think babies start even thinking about walking until they're at least nine months old. I could be wrong, but I think that, like, at three months, I don't think you would have been walking with a walker. Then you randomly say that you started running with the walker, and I think if you're still learning how to walk, I don't see how you would suddenly be able to run at a speed fast enough as a three-month-old that you could with the force beneath you, like you barely weigh anything at three months. So the force that you were putting down is enough to kill a bird that, mind you, was just laying on the floor. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen a bird just lay on the floor. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a bird sideways on the floor. If they are not in the air flying, they are walking on the floor. <laughs> so <laughs> I just feel like either you've totally messed up the age that you were. Either the bird was standing on the floor, you've totally messed up the age that you were when this happened, or this didn't happen and you've made it up. I think you made this story up. And if you did, I want you to send a follow-up message to me and the entire listenership of this show apologizing for it, because I don't believe that that happened. <laughs> And with that, 
we come to the end of another week of 20th Century Boy. It's been great having you here, guys. Uh, I, I'm, I love doing this podcast every week and it's great hearing from you. So even if you send me a bird story that might be made up and I'll guess if it's made up or not, because I think I really do believe Jay Stokes is completely made up. Uh, guys, it's been great having you this week. RadioMikePod at gmail.com is the email to send any thoughts, questions, concerns, queries, content ideas, responses to anything I've talked about, please get in touch. I love to have listeners in this show. This show is built by you guys. It's built by the listeners. So please definitely get in touch with me. Radio.Mike on Instagram. It's Radio Mike on Twitter. Radio Mike on YouTube. I'm doing a bunch of videos now. So go and check them out as well. 1-800-GET-FUCKED. Leave us a voicemail and uh, show the podcast to a friend. If you think a friend might enjoy this podcast, just say, hey, take a listen to this podcast you really like it i'd really appreciate that it'd be great to like the podcast seems to be growing every month which is so awesome and i'm really happy to see that so yeah recommend it to a friend join the discord send me a message i really would love to get more people in and it'd be great to have you in the meantime thank you so much to everyone who checked out my new podcast popped which i do with my co-host alex that is a more focused discussion on the week's news in gaming, uh, the albums we've been listening to and enjoying for the week and the games we've been playing that week. If you want to hear a little bit more games chat, a little bit more music chat that's a bit more in-depth and conversational, this is a great one to add to your weekly rotation. Put it in your put it in subscribe to it on podcast. If you can leave a review, that would really help get that podcast out there and share that one with a friend as well. On this episode, we talked about a bunch of stuff, um, including the finale to Seinfeld. I will uh, cut some audio of that in here. I, I don't know if you could ever have done a Seinfeld finale that was like a big old happy ending with everyone getting together and moving off to different states or something. You know, like that would have been very inauthentic Seinfeld. It, it couldn't be the Friends finale. Or like the Scrubs finale or something yeah. like we like, you know, it just couldn't be. Even like the Scrubs I'm No Superman song, because you know in the last episode they play the I'm No Superman song underneath and it's this really wholesome... Yeah. It, it's this really wholesome moment. Like... The Seinfeld theme couldn't even be like a nice wrap-up song. Like it's just like uh, Jerry, yeah, they're all I mean, hugging, they're all hugging, being like, "Oh, goodbye, we're going to live in California or whatever." And then it's just like, "But down, bam, 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 I kind of now want like to. I want to see someone put like together this Scrubs finale, but with the Seinfeld theme <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Go check it out, guys. That'd mean the world to me if you could. And the best way to support 20th Century Boy is to uh, leave a five-star review. I've seen so many new reviews coming in. Uh, actually, I should give those people a shout-out. And you do get 100 mic points for leaving a five-star review of this podcast. Uh, Radio Psychopathic Moron left one this week, and they say, this potty is consistently great to listen to. Thank you so much. And uh, Radio Carly sent one just saying, funny, very funny. You also get 20 mic points if you join the Discord. So... Get on board, guys. This podcast is all about a community building experience, and that's what I love about it. So, yeah, it would be great to have you on board. Uh, Four-star reviews are okay. We do not accept reviews of three and under, so you do have to give a three and under review to a different podcast. Thanks for complying with that. That's just a little rule we've got on the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I'll chat to you next week. Message me anytime. It'd be great to hear from you. My name's been Radio Mike. This has been the inside of my mind. Catch you later. Bye-bye.